one, two, a one, two, three, go. Brad and Ned's top five everything. Welcome back, everybody. Well, it's been a long time. Oh my right? goodness, times have top changed. Top five things. Top yeah, five we've got things. like top five uh, like robots now. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yes. Yeah, I really I like the sex robots the most. I was going to make a joke, but then I realized it. I, I had a job interview the other day. Oh, yeah. And um, as I was in You're there, putting I realized, stuff out in public? Yes, I realized that. I was like, maybe I should go back and check my uh, my web presence. I've always been very confident that I've, I've Googled, you know, my name in various iterations. Yeah. Uh, most commonly, it comes up with people who aren't me. Yeah. And the things yeah. that... Um, number who one. Who have my name. Yeah, yeah number which one is, is, which is other great. people. Yeah, yeah and none of, them, none of them are pedophiles, which is like, woo! Huge. Yeah, dodge yeah. a bullet on that yeah. one. Yeah. Um, and um, the things that, that do crop up of me. I mean, there's a couple of photos of me looking a little bit uh, worse for wear, but mostly it's, it's innocuous stuff. But... Well, I'm gonna have to this, go back uh, and listen to some of my earlier well, yeah. top now fives. We're in the, uh, now I've just mentioned sex robots. Yeah, I was I was very freewheeling in the yeah. in the early stages, and yeah, uh, and now I got I got to reel it in, keep it tight, keep it rolling, keep it close like, to my you, chest. Uh, yeah, you want a job? Yeah, yeah, yeah damn right. Careful, yeah. Yeah, I, I, you're not making any of this big podcasting money. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> I, I failed to monetize this. Uh, <laughs> yeah, this is yeah, it's been almost a year. It's been almost a year. It has. I think I think it probably actually has been about a year. Yeah, Brad and Ed at the fifty-five. Yeah. Because top five everything. Wait, yeah. um, didn't we do a Remembrance Day episode? We did do a Ned and Brad at the Fifty Five Remembrance Day. That was episode. a good one. People so liked that, that one. Yeah. So I think uh, yeah, we're over a year right. in podcasting. Yeah, and you know, you're, you're absolutely right because I'm getting all my renewal notices um, from Google and Squarespace about the um, about the website. So no free advertising to Squarespace. Squarespace, you need to give us money. We just mentioned it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah or at least give me a discount on on, on the renewal. I think that's fair. Yeah, it's not cheap. Fair. But now we're going to talk uh, top five things. Yes, what things are we going to be talking about? We will be talking about tonight the top five situational comedies of the 1980s. Yeah. Are we sticking with sitcoms? Is it just sitcoms? I thought we were going to do top five TV shows. Oh, I'm not doing TV shows. Yeah, I'm doing I guess sitcoms. It's a bit uh, expansive, eh? It's too, yeah, there's too much out there. Okay, well, then Ed removes. I was going to throw a wild card at the We'll end. throw it in anyway. We'll throw, throw it in it anyway, anyway, and I'll be like, get that out of here. Not, That's yeah, not a it's sitcom. It's not a sitcom. We're going to yeah. toss it out. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what makes it a sitcom? Let's just let's talk situation about Situation comedy? Well, I think the definition of what a situation comedy is fairly obvious. Well, why is it called a situation comedy? I've never understood that. Yeah, that's that's a good question. Because it seems to be more character based. Uh, well, some. I think it's because you've created you you. Well, comedy is a default. Like yes. The idea yeah, is it's supposed I'm, to be comedic. I'm okay. Yes, I'm, I'm okay with and, the comedy. And bit. you're creating a scene. You're. I don't think you're character basing it. I, I think you're. Creating, Wasn't everything creating a scene? Like, I mean, you're creating a situation. Like, you're creating an. Uh, I'm trying to literally legitimize. Yeah. The definition I, that I don't I think you can do it. I mean, what I'm saying is, it's a paradox and it can't be defined. And uh, uh, maybe. Well, let's go through this. Let's go through each of these and see if we can find a way that they fit into a something what you would call, describe as a situation. Okay, so. This first one I'm going to talk about. I yeah. mentioned it to you, and you've just lost your. You've lost your. Because I see it as you a lost your poop. You were like, "This is the 70s. 70s," but right. it ran through the 80s. It ran through till 19. I want to say 1983. If it wasn't 1983, it was 1982. Yeah. This show uh, ran, gosh, about. Four times longer, five times longer than the war it was based on. Yeah, uh, I think it ran for eleven seasons. Eleven seasons. Eleven. How long? Is there early seventies? Yeah. 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 Uh, how long yeah. did uh, How long did the, the Korean War? Two three years? years. Was it three years? Three years. Okay. Fifty-three. Yeah. Fifty-three. Okay. There you yeah. go. So yeah you, yeah, you do the math. About four years. Yeah. Four times. Almost as long. four times as long. Yeah. yeah. And um, and eight times as much Alan Alda as the as, as the, the original real, conflict. Yeah. So I think yeah. we've given it away. Or the original movie. Yeah. We're talking about we're talking about Mash here. Yeah. Um, so the reason I wanted to do this, because the end of MASH, for me, is kind of the beginning of the 80s. Like, uh, the, because you say that this is a typical 70s show, sitcom, and I think in some ways it is a 70s yeah. sitcom. It's very earnest. Yeah. It's, if not exactly sophisticated in its humor, it's sort of wry in its yeah. humor. Even even when it's extremely schmaltzy, and it gets extremely schmaltzy, particularly towards the end the of last, the show. The last, you see it, and we'll talk a bit about yeah. that, but I think towards, from what I understand, uh, towards the end in the 80s, Alan Alda was directing more episodes. Yes. And, uh, and Alan Alda, I mean, he's very progressive, uh, you know, an activist of sorts. I like Alan Alda 
the further he gets away from Mash, the more I like it. Like I listen to interviews with him now, yeah, and I'm I like, like this, is, this is a bright. Uh, yeah, I think Alan Alda is brilliant. But he, uh, but I even think... as a even as a ten year old child watching the end of Mash, I was like, oh, get this guy off the screen. I'm too so... too sanctimonious. Yes, oh, yes. Yeah. So he very much was uh, driving a certain. Uh, I think a certain message in those last couple years when he was directing most. Futurama did a spoof on Mash. Like, yes, I saw with, it. With the, with the robot, the, robot, where, with the yeah. Alan Alda robot doing surgery, and it's like this isn't a war, this is a slaughter, and then they switch the switch on his side from schmaltz to comedy, and, and it's like this isn't a war, this is a slaughter. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly, but he's doing his um his Groucho Marx voice. Yeah. Anyway, sorry, to stay on point, for me, for me, Mash sums up the kind of the. If not highbrow, the the highfalutin pretensions and intentions of the sitcom in the seventies. This was okay, the yeah. this was the era of you know the Norman Lear yeah. shows where he, they were trying to make social commentary. They yeah. were, if not trying to make the world better, at least trying to take a, a wry look at a flawed world from yeah. a sort of a point of sort of a moral, uh, a higher moral altitude. Yeah. You, might, you might say for sure. Um, and, and nothing typified that more than the than the final episode, which I believe at the time was the was highest, highest rated, rated TV, TV show, show ever. I yeah. think it's it might still be up there. In terms I can't of like believe it's overall, still overall. Like, I mean, even after Janet Jackson's uh, wardrobe malfunction, yeah, I, and, know. I uh, still think Mash final episode, the final episode of Charmed. Yeah, that was an amazing yes. one. Yeah. Final episode of Picket Fences. Picket Fences. So yes, good. Exactly. That so was that's good. better than Charmed. Yes. Yeah, so we're, good. we're gonna edit out Charmed and put in Picket, <laughs> Picket Fences. Fences. Uh, Tom Skerritt. So yeah, amazing. What a mustache. Yeah. Oh, that's a quality yeah, mustache. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was it? The final episode had a name to it. It was like uh, goodbye, oh, was, good luck, or something. There like was that. there was all kinds of For things. Well, I actually. Like that, yeah. So it's. The last time I checked, so I've been watching Mash with my family, sure. watching the early it's episodes on syndication like crazy. So no, no, time. as as someone who doesn't have uh, has cable, cable yes. I actually had to order the DVDs because it's not available on Netflix, mm. it's not available on iTunes. Wow, it may be available on Crunchyroll, but it's uh, yeah. it's not. Available I think it's because it's got so it's in syndication. So yeah, maybe much. maybe yeah. that's it. Yeah. Anyway, the final episode, um, it was it was a very special episode, the most very special episode, and it, again, it brought all the. At that time, maybe if I, I'd be more generous looking back at it now, but at that time, all the worst aspects of the show yeah, so into, into full Hawkeye focus. starts off the episode in a... Well, first of all... Asylum, or in a mental hospital. It's got Sydney. It's got way too much... Yeah, Sydney. Sydney, uh, the psychiatrist. Uh, the army man. psychiatrist. Yeah, yeah, there you go. There's a there's a 70s sitcom trope. <laughs> like, the warm, wry yeah. Sydney. You know? Thoughtful yeah. psychiatrist. Yes. Yeah. yeah, very true. Um, yeah. I mean, I loved Nash. Should we give away? Time. Should we give away the big twist? Uh, fire. Yeah. So, so Hawkeye has has lost his mind, and I can't remember the details because as I said, I didn't watch it in preparation for this. Um, and he's telling the story of he's he's traveling on on a road through through Korea on a bus. Um, the bus comes under fire, as I believe. Yeah. Or they no, all, they, yeah. Is it a sniper or? No, it's like a Korean or Chinese patrol. Oh, okay. And so they yeah. have to park on the side of the road. And, and stay very, very quiet. And, and there's, there's a woman on the bus, like a, a Korean woman with a chicken. And the chicken keeps making, wait, wait, don't, yes, yeah. it keeps, keeps making noises. And he's getting more and more frantic on the bus. And he's telling the story to Sydney. We should put that. So, so there's a framing device around this. He's telling the story of his time on the bus and the stress he was under. Because the woman and her and her, her chicken. fucking chicken, yeah. uh, while they were while they were hiding from this Chinese patrol, as the story goes on, the woman, in order to silence the chicken, kills it. I believe smothers it. Smothers it. Yes. He keeps telling the story. Sydney, in his calm, probing Thoughtful. way, digs yeah. a little bit deeper, and the big reveal is, in fact, the woman was uh was carrying a baby and killed the baby yeah. in order to silence it and and uh Hawkeye's guilt kind of it. Yeah. yeah so so in his memory it becomes a chicken yeah so it's i mean i like mash quite a bit uh i still do i mean i watch it quite often i still like it the last episode i like a lot um you know it's an interesting show in that through its existence i mean a lot of shows don't survive character changes very mm. well and mash survived it very well, if not actually exceedingly well, became more uh, successful. Say, so okay, became more successful in terms of 
ratings or more successful than Ra- your view became a better show? I think ratings, but I think became a better show. I can't decide if I'm a curmudgeon, but but I like I like Frank, Frank Burns. Yeah, yeah, and I like um, no, I like what uh, Winchester brings to the show. Yeah, yeah, he brings like he's a good foil. It ends up like so. It does two things. There's there's three big character changes in Mash. Yeah, for anyone who's not familiar. So one was Henry Blake dies. Actually. Yes. I love Henry Blake. I, I think Henry I think Henry Blake was a great and replaced uh, by Colonel Potter. Yeah, uh, Trapper goes home and is replaced by B.J. Honeycutt. I don't like B.J. I like Trapper. Apparently, tensions my between true, my true beliefs. Uh, <laughs> Book of his true beliefs. There was tension between between Trapper and Alan, and Alan Alda. Alda. In yeah. part because the the thing that I guess those are the 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 straw that broke the camel's back was. Alan Alda's star- character started doing those types of surgeries that Trapper's character was supposed to... Like, like they, they yeah, were so getting, intermeshed with their characters. And they were getting so... I guess the show is becoming more about Alan Alda yeah. and less about the uh, character who plays uh, Trapper, who I can't even think of right now. Top of my head. No, I can, couldn't tell you. And then the final character change was Frank Burns, this incompetent uh, buffoon of so an army surgery, uh, surgeon what a with, uh, with uh, Charles Winchester and an immensely... Qualified and, and capable surgeon, but snooty, but very this snooty New England, uh, you know, blue blood Brahmin. So, um, it, I think the show survived those character changes. I, think, I certainly think it survived. Well. And I think they were actually. I think the show was better because of it. Because I think it the one character that was constant from the movie through the show radar into yeah into aftermash yeah aftermash was it called aftermash it was called aftermash yeah Yeah, it was radar yeah Yeah, he was in all of them yeah yeah Yeah, so i think it survived the character change as well i like the foils that it created uh i I, you know i appreciated they created like an army character who was a thoughtful army character in colonel potter you know what i mean like he was real arm because up until that time like anyone who was real army was a blatant jackass and an absolute yes, boom. that's true. Flag. Like they, Colonel Flag. Colonel Flag. Like they were yeah. all these like preposterous stereotypes uh, that were. Just, it was a little. I mean, it was pop. it was definitely true to its source material. If you watch the uh, oh yeah, the, the original movie, movie. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think uh, with Potter, they kind of they found a nice medium yeah. position. In fact, you could you could sort of see that you know sanding off the rough anti-authoritarian anti-authority. Um, Aspects of the seventies, morphing into, into the into Reagan, the, yeah, Reagan yeah, it's, 80s, it's, yeah, it's morning in America. Morning in America. Like you yeah. can see Colonel Potter, you know, yeah. reciting oh, yeah, that I, line. I'd vote for him. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would yeah. definitely vote for Colonel Potter. So, he, was a, he was a very likable character. With BJ, you don't like BJ. I like BJ because I think BJ because creates, again, BJ is too nice. Yeah, but he creates a good foil for Hawkeye because with Hawkeye and Trapper, all you had was the exact same character. He's womanizing, drinking, playboy surgeons. There was no difference between them. And uh, with yeah, you're right. I mean, Trapper was married, but he cheated on his wife yeah. constantly. And with uh, BJ Honeycutt, you get this, you know, nice guy. You're right, immensely nice guy. I mean, but I guess, but I guess a bit more of a. Every time they changed out a character, they changed for someone slightly more cuddly. So Blake again yeah. was 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 bumbling and charming and very pleasant. Yeah, but but you Potter's Potter perfect. Potter is, Potter's is perfect. the father character. He's perfect. Yeah. yeah. Well, and then the one they change, uh, they change out Frank, who is you know there's very little redeeming about Frank, and yeah. they bring in Winchester, who, who has, has a lot of redeeming, qual- but is un- yeah. ultimately yeah, a true. a good doctor yeah. and b actually a decent human being. Can be a decent like there human was being. there was never an episode where Frank was a decent human being. No, never. He was yeah. consistently a jackass. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, you're right. And, you're absolutely right. And for portrayals of of the regular army, yeah. Hotlips Hulahan. Yeah. She was regular army. Yeah, and she, and, and she, morphed, she, 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 she sort of got mocked season. for it, but she was still like, nobody nobody doubted her competence, even in yep. the early seasons. Yep. Nobody doubted, you know, her goodness. She, I mean, she could she could be a pain. Yeah, but and her, she was com- certainly a foil her competency and, uh, was off the charts. Like she was but, an yeah. incredibly talented yeah. uh, officer. And, and, and it's interesting yeah. that she was the woman, and she was probably the, the most... Uh, military. respected yeah. and respectable stand-in for the yeah. military. Um, yeah, interesting. Mash. Okay. Yeah. We've got Mash. We've got Mash. So one thing before we, we move off it, I, w- I want to do like, if, if we had a little bell, we'd be like a ding. Yeah. The problematic notes, because with all these shows, There's you know, problems. any 
anytime you look back at culture of the past, especially in these days, you know, there's going to yeah. be like, ooh, that was a little problematic. But I got to say, Sexist. watching, yes, yeah, oh, watching MASH wow. with my kids, the number of times I have to press pause and go, you must never say that in public. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it got better. Yeah. It got better in the 80s. In the 70s, it was disturbing. Yeah. Like, basically, sexual assault is fine on MASH. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, actually, to the point of assault, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, agree. Certainly, certainly harassment is, you oh, know, harassment is to be expected. Just, and encouraged. Yeah, yeah, encouraged. Yeah, that's what wacky surgeons do. Yeah, it got better in the 80s. That might be a byproduct of television in the 80s anyway, 70s and 80s anyways. But, um, yeah, 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 so, not good. So not let's good. move from that, which I'm going to typify as the, the typical or maybe the archetypal uh, 70s show for, for a few reasons. The ones I've touched on, you know, it's sort of high-mindedness, sure. it's, it's moral vantage point, but also it's sort of like anti-authoritarian take. And also the fact that it was set during a work, it, sorry, not during, in a workplace. Now, admittedly, sure. it was a war, so it was always a workplace. You yeah, know, yeah, even, yeah, even when they're in the swamp, they're they're at work. Yeah. But for me, like, you look at, and, and this isn't entirely true, but for many of the great sort of 70s, late 70s comedies, it always has this aspect. It's that anti-authoritarian. People are, people are down on their luck. There's in a the real 70s. down. Yes, in oh, the seventies, right. the seventies show, and this is actually very much so. I, I think I, I latched onto the worst place. Barney Miller was down on the Barney this Miller. The oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, although they, well, they, they did actually, move on, it on up, up on their luck, but, but yeah, yeah, or the or um, Archie Bunker, All in the Family. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. So let's yeah. contrast that aspect with what I would say would be the typical eighty show, and I'll ask you to talk about this sure. one. Which is, and also speaking of problematic, but let's set aside the problematic issues for a moment, and let's talk about about the Cosby Show. Because I mean, show. I think for 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 me, the Cosby Show was like the eighties ness of a sitcom, like in a big house, yeah. everybody's wealthy, everyone's wealthy, everyone's successful. So you're right; it is a great uh, counterbalance to what you saw in the seventies. So set in New York. And not the New York of Barney Miller. Yeah. And which I've been watching recently is on CHCH. It's good. It's it holds really up. It's really good. It yeah. holds up really and well. It's, it's social commentary. It's not even pointed. It's just, it's so blatant and so on the they nose with, whole episode, we have no money to fix the toilet. They had you know? a whole episode on Agent Orange. Yeah. And like the byproducts of cancer of Agent Orange of Vietnam veterans. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. And I don't was, know if that would hold up. Like if you did that today. I think people would be like, oh, Jesus, guys, put a, little, put a little spin on it. To, yeah, you know. can I have some fun here? Yeah. That's true. I don't think it would hold up well. So, yeah, so you look at that, kind of gritty, Welcome Back, Carter, that sort of, like, mm. gritty 70s comedy, situation comedy. We haven't got to the situation aspect yet. To the 80s, you're right. So, I mean, you have a family living in uh, beautiful urban New York. Uh, they One's a doctor. The other's a very successful lawyer. Uh, they have a big house, a big family. The family is cute. They have problems, but they're pretty easily resolved. You know, the kids are fairly successful. Blah 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 blah. And it went on and on and it on. It went on for a long time. Crazy popular. It was incredibly popular. That was one of the highest uh, rated TV shows consistently per season. I think. Oh, as much as you can. Yeah, you know, go back and, and, and make these uh, make these comparisons. I never liked the show, so I liked the show a lot as a kid. There were never any jokes. Uh, I thought there but, were. I think I liked the image of it. Like, you know, we won't get into like details of family existences, but it seemed very like the dad was perfect. You know, Bill Cosby, and boy, not perfect anymore. But we'll get into that. Yeah, let's, let's talk about that. Yeah, let's, that. Yes, we let's might not because I don't even know if you have to. But, uh, oh, yeah, like, he was perfect, and the mom was perfect, and everybody was perfect. Um, I like this show, though, for whether you thought it was funny or not funny, and it definitely, you're 100% right, it it totally epitomizes the sort of, and I say go-go 80s in the sense of, like, this, like, successful yeah. and wealthy. I mean, he, and was everything's a, easy. he was an obstetrician. He was an obstetrician, O-G-B-O-I-N. She, she was, was a, a lawyer. lawyer. And like very successful, like everyone's making money, everyone's getting rich. They had life endless is perfect. sweaters, and we know, yeah, Cosby sweaters. And we know that in the eighties, we know this now. People <laughs> were not doing well. Exactly. 
There was whole I think, segments of the population. The thing is, we knew it then, but we just didn't make TV shows no, about t- it. No, we didn't want TV shows about yeah, it. If you want to see it. As you were talking about this, I was thinking about the ultimate transitional show between what I was talking about in the 70s and what we're talking about now in the 80s is Different Strokes. Where yeah, they, where you they, have kids who grew up in a gritty, tough neighborhood. Oh, but then they have in like a Park yeah. Avenue. So, so the show house, takes yeah. place in the Park Avenue yeah. townhouse, but the characters, the characters you know, come from you get you get all the frisson, the flavor of, yeah. of the gritty but streets. Just a bit but of it's, edge. Just, it's a bit it's of just edge. safe enough. Yeah, Not a lot of edge. Yeah. But there's a bit of edge. No, you're right. That's a good transitional program. So, uh, yeah. So you have all of that, and whether you found it funny or not, however, I like it for one reason. Okay, and one reason alone is it was a predominantly African-American cast, yeah. and they were successful African-Americans. So that was so that they, was the thing. So, so that they was were, always an interesting Because that was, like, got to be one of the first times in my mind, you know, and I wasn't like a, you know, consumer, of, critical consumer of television at the time, but as I think back, I can't think of another time where a African-American family was portrayed in such a overwhelmingly positive light in terms of their functionality and in terms of their of their wealth and success. Yeah. And and Bill Cosby was very uh, explicit about that in interviews oh, yeah. at the time. Yeah, that, yeah, that's what he was going to do. And like it wasn't going to be, you know, and, and I mean, Fat Albert and the gang. And, or, and uh, does that like set and what does that do? I I don't know what it does. Like I don't So know. so if I were gonna take a Marxist, you know, class based analysis yeah. to this, I would say it's sort of like sugarcoating, but it, yeah, it's yeah. putting on it's putting on a, on it's it's purporting it's pretending to be subversive, but in fact just reinforcing those class roles where well, re- it's like well, well think, let's let's celebrate the wealthy without actually having to deal with the real deal problems, with like right? how is anyone yeah. transitioning to the yeah. to get and, there yeah and like the simple fact that you know black families in America were not yeah transitioning yeah. to this I mean actually being but I mean this down. is the age where I mean so so um, Bill Cosby had probably been the, the forefront of this where of black celebrities yeah. moving into like the center so uh, Eddie Davis Murphy Jr. you know but I mean like back, in the oh, 80s, in the 80s. Yeah, in the oh, yeah, 80s Eddie, yeah, Murphy. Eddie Murphy Michael Jordan yeah, yeah, um, yeah, Magic true. Johnson yeah. um, no, maybe there weren't that many in my memory it seems well so obviously Bill Cosby yeah. uh, Webster I don't know I mean yeah, you yeah, know where, where so, all of a sudden but... like you weren't like I actually don't know what the statistics were I know I know there was a there was a, a, a spike in black middle class growth of the black middle class and then a decline which i think happened the decline actually happened during the 80s late 80s yeah but you've got these you've got these pinnacles the points of the mountain these people who have made incredible successes of themselves like oprah or or something like that and these represent you know their their group but the reality of the group hasn't changed right yeah you're right and and you're just looking at these 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 people standing on the top of the mountain going well look at that we're post-racial now. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You know, no, let's elect right. Obama, and, yeah, yeah, uh, no, and, the, and the problem solved. You're right. I, I mean, does it? Does it? And which, which is the question I pose? Like, what did it do? Like, yeah, and did I, that make a difference? And I don't know what the answer is, and I'm, I don't think I'm. I don't either. Ideally suited to, no, to provide the answer. As I yeah. look at the two of us, yeah. we are not. No. Uh, not only just in terms of who we are and where we fit, but I think just in terms of, you know, uh, some sort of. Uh, you know, classically trained ability yeah. to, to analyze. This. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not. Like, I, I don't think a whole raft of young African Americans ended up becoming OGBYNs because yeah. of Bill Cosby. Maybe. Or, or, I, self, I no or successful lawyers. Yeah. Maybe it did, maybe it didn't. I mean, I'm sure there's a couple of, like, compelling individual narratives out there of people who would be like, yeah, I... Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. And I think... But I think what is important is... That TV show was going to get made, come hell or high water, yeah. in the eighties. I think we've acknowledged yeah. that. That was the that was the tempo for the nineteen eighties. And why not have an all African American yeah. cast? Why not at least try this? Yeah, uh, and, yeah. And it put that narrative out. There. So if we wanted to crap on a show that was typ- typically eighties, you know, we could have picked Growing Pains and Family you know, Ties. Yeah, we could have crapped all over, crapped all over Alan Thick, you know, which is not the. <laughs> I love Alan Thick. I'm not going to crap on Alan Thick. Uh, yeah, family ties would be yeah. in that roster. You know, again, family's not wealthy, but they're successful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You they're know, PBS. And, they're and they're great. super white. Yes. Right? I mean, yeah. they're hippies and they're very progressive, and you have the foil of their son, blah blah blah. But yeah, that see that was vanilla. a show that was trying to be transitional, but it was so self consciously trying to be yeah, transitional. It wasn't it did like, very yeah. well. 
Again, a show I like, but... Oh, yeah, I like, I like that show. But I also like Charles in Charge, so... Um, Ooh, that's yeah. That's a tough one. Yeah. That's a tough one. Benson. Benson was great. Benson was actually, I think Benson's Benson was great. good. I haven't seen Benson since I was a Yeah, I think I it was a, a great show. And that was a spinoff from Soap. Was it? Yes, because he was the butler on Soap, oh, Benson. I know uh, about Soap. And I think yeah. I've seen like sort of five minutes of So he had been the butler. Soap, but, and, the, uh, and the theory was that, or the, the backstory was that the family to who he was the butler, it was her uh, brother was the governor of whatever the state was. And he went to go work for the governor. And that's how Benson transitioned into the show Benson. Yeah, it was a good show. Yeah. I think it was good. Yeah, it's a good question. I don't know if it was any good. I thought it was good at the yeah. time, but maybe yeah. it wasn't. No, we'll have to, have to go back and visit yeah. it. I'll yeah. see. I was, uh, but whenever, whenever, um, God, this, now this is going back. I'm reminiscing about reminiscing about reminiscing. Yeah. But, um, that's what people tune in for. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Two 40-year-old Meta nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, not fun. Um, yeah. <laughs> was, it, was it Deep Space Nine? There was, a, there was Clayton Endicott III. The, the stuffy, um, yeah, I don't know, he was the foil. He was the antagonist on, on Benson. Benson. He's had like a, a chief of staff Yeah, he was something. somebody yeah, on. Yeah. And it was just like, dude, you're Clayton Endicott the Third. I can't take you <laughs> seriously. You're Clayton Endicott the Third in space. That's true. He was in that show. So now that we've, we've discussed, yeah, so we've probably got... to the, the end of it's uh, the value of the conversation about my unifying theory of 70s to 80s sitcoms. Yeah. Let's just talk about some sitcoms we like from that time. Go. Let's go Police Squad. It's, Exclamation the, one, point. it's the one that we... Universally agree. Yeah, and and we both thought it was from like the sixties. I thought it was a six because that's the what they were going yeah. for, and they do it so perfectly. <gasps> but perfectly. You, the thing is, the seventies and the sixties, particularly I think in cop shows, took a long time to die. That weird, yeah. like you can almost see the wall shake when they close the door, walking yeah, into that like, nondescript room. Yeah, and, yeah. And, Everybody's wearing gray flannel suits yeah. and uh, things like that. So we should probably give a little backdrop to to what Police Squad is. Yeah. Because most people have probably never heard of it. They know the spin-off movies. Yes. Which became much more popular. And those would be the Naked Gun movies, of which I think there was three. I think there was three. Yeah, three I'm not Naked sure. I think I stopped movies. after two and a half. So Naked Gun movies, as you know, uh, Detective... How was he going to do something? Sergeant, Sergeant, Sergeant Franklin, Detective Lieutenant, yeah, Police yeah. Squad. Like, it's just ridiculous. Uh, so that that character uh, with his special unit of the police department called Police Squad, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, yeah, so if you've seen uh, the uh, the Naked Gun movies, that's Police Squad. But Police Honestly, Squad more originated... If, if you've seen Airplane... You, yeah. You've seen the spirit of police. Yeah, squad. so the guy that created Airplane created. Uh, the three guys. Uh, the three Zucker, guys. Abram, Zucker. Oh, yes. Zucker, it's yeah. Zucker? I think it's Zucker. Yeah. yeah, I think it's Zaz. Created uh, Police Squad as well. And the humor is all like airplane humor, um, uh, naked gun humor, police squad humor. Yeah. It's all universally the same humor. Yes. Um, you watch that show now, and, and they do a great job in police. It ran only one season. I think which so. surprised yeah. me. Um, I thought it ran longer. It has certainly a longer... I don't think a one-season TV show from the 80s has a more enduring legacy than Police Squad. Well, it's unlike anything else that it is. I think... It is. Well, now it's hard to say what's on TV because everything's on TV. Yeah, but true. but but back in the day when you sort of had three... Well, this would have been when you had three networks. Three networks. Um, I don't think anything else had been like this. where That, that, that was dressed up and held itself out as a as a regular absolute farce cop show. Like yeah. it, it, it never it never winked at the audience. I mean, it was obviously completely uh, fraudulent ridiculous, yeah. and and ridiculous. But but it was it was very straight faced in its presentation, which is like the t- classic Leslie Nielsen way. Well, that, way that's of doing how he things. does his like, humor. You know, yeah. yeah, he never he never breaks kayfabe or whatever. Yeah, he's yeah, always he's always he's, on point. Yeah, you, could you have found a better person for that role than Leslie Nielsen? Yeah, the great Leslie Nielsen. Yeah. Um, so Police Squad, yeah, ran one season. I think has a long pedigree after the fact with the with the movies uh, that it, that it spun off, more so than the one season that it ran, way ahead of its time. I would argue. So I don't think anyone was doing this. It had one sort of imitator. I was mentioning the show to you earlier. We'll get this, to it. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, you've let's got, get you've to it. We'll transition to it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Because that'll be we'll transition automatically to it. But you're right. It it is an imitator of it because. Mm-hmm. This was very original, Police Squad, this idea, this farcical police drama. And so, doing it as a TV show. I mean, it, oh, yeah. So it was, the, the because like, we both thought it was the 1960s, 
because that is literally what they're it's going. It's so for. perfect. So like it's, M Squad, which is like Lee Marvin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, these ridiculous '60s TV shows. Everyone's yeah in gray flannel suits and the skinny ties and driving these big cars around, solving crimes, shooting these little snub nose thirty eight caliber oh, pistols. That, yeah. Like they're just ridiculous, eh? Uh, and I got to so hand much it, gunplay. I mean, you, you, we talk about Leslie Nielsen, but you got to hand it to everybody involved. Oh in, yeah, in never breaking character, never winking at the camera, yeah. never, never but playing they for laughs. Do it so well. Yeah. So they start off every down. episode as like its title episode, which is what every detective show yeah. had, like you know the the, the Rooster Crows. Or yeah, something like that yeah, it was yeah, called. Yeah. And then, then the narrator would say a completely <laughs> different title. Yeah, yeah. Which is brilliant. Like, it's so ridiculous. And then it would always start the off with, sequence. like... And the opening sequence was always, you know, and special guest star, um, uh, William Shatner. Yeah. And, like... So I never think they got William Shatner. They did have William oh, really? Shatner. Oh, really? Yeah. That's a good guess. But they I... had a lot of big gets. On yeah. like their special, oh, yeah, they had, they had Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet. Oh my God, that's the biggest of the guests in the eighties. That yeah. was huge. Yeah. So they have like Goulet. this special guest, you know, and special guest star Robert Goulet, yeah. and they always die yeah. Yeah. within <laughs> like a second of being introduced, and then you never see them again. Yeah. And so they're not in the show at all. Like that is crazy fun. Yeah. That is a lot uh, the, of fun. The ending. I mean, we've done the opening credits. The ending the credits, ending where of, where everyone would freeze as if the camera had. Yeah, frozen, which is a classic except, device yes, yeah. of like nineteen sixties cop shows. Except for the one character who was usually the the, the villain would sort of look around because it wasn't freeze frame. It was like no, people no, would just stop just, moving, but you could see everyone blinking and like you know a dog walking by yeah. or the or the villain is like yeah. not in on this, so he just leaves. Yeah. He just gets away. Ah. So smart, yeah. So please, getting back to to like all like not all the characters involved, all the actors involved, you know, playing it absolutely straight. So I guess I was reading, I was reading an oral history of Airplane, and I guess like uh, Robert Graves, who plays one of the pilots. Yes, in, yes, uh, yes. In, you know, uh, do you yeah, like he was in Mission Impossible. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a like a well known actor yeah. for you know doing straight things. Yeah, you know, the type of movies that Airplane is spoofing. Yeah. So, so they bring him in. Apparently, he didn't get the joke. At all, he really did not. And and if you recall his scene, he's got the kid up in the cockpit. Do like, you like gladiator movies, Billy? <laughs> you ever been in a Turkish prison? <laughs> he didn't and he just had no idea what he was supposed to be doing. Perfect. Yeah. Well, he nailed it. Yeah. Because... No, no, and 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 it makes me wonder with, with some of those actors if they because. Often, like the, the the actual lines that they have to recite are not ridiculous. It's just the visual gag that accompanies yeah, the lines that's, that, that's yeah. ridiculous. So, yeah, so I wonder if they they even knew what they knew were what they were into. doing. Yeah, hard to say. Yeah. So yeah, Police Squad, great show. Uh, one season. They're out yeah. there on YouTube. But so, you were saying a transition. Yeah. So it well, I would or say it, it, it influenced. We are transitioning. Yeah. Well, yeah. wait, I don't. Yeah. If anyone asks, <laughs> we're transitioning. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. It influenced. It, it influenced a show later on in the eighties. Also a cop uh, spoof comedy uh, called Sledgehammer. Now, no. me and my best friend of that age, so we probably were about you know ten or eleven, which sure. is ex no, probably actually about twelve, which is exactly the the key audience for this show. So it was it was you had mentioned the show Hunter, which is you know yes. a, a very a very you know classic gritty, rock jawed gritty yeah cop very show. Uh, dirty hairy -ish. yeah yeah, yeah. A big exactly. giant gun. Yes. Like, where do these guys get these handguns? This is exactly yeah. what Sledgehammer was. So a giant was this, gun. this yeah. dirty, this dumb as a dumb as a rock, <laughs> dirty Harry style character trying to trying to make it in the real world. Um, I watched an episode a couple of days ago. Really looking forward to it. Doesn't really hold it doesn't up. Doesn't hold up. But yeah. but it was most famous. It ran one season. Thought it was going to get canceled at the end of the season. So they set off an atomic bomb. In uh, in L.A. as like the, as the, the great sort of you know like yeah. middle Send finger off, to the yeah. to, to the studio and then got picked up for a second season. <laughs> so I had to like the retcon atomic. the whole thing. I think it was all a dream. I actually can't yeah, remember like how, they, Dallas, how they Dallas how they episode. did it. But that was probably the funniest moment on this show. I couldn't believe it when they when they set off a nuclear bomb because again, like TV was so narrow as a kid. Yeah. You know, like yeah, you would only do certain things. So seeing a show that was already pretty wild, but it was wild for an eleven-year-old boy, but then to like destroy the world in a in a silly nuclear mishap yeah. just for a gag, yeah, uh, was was mind blowing. And then the fact that they then had to wreck on it because they got brought back the next year 
was uh, was icing on the cake. I don't know that I necessarily watched the second season because obviously I was uh, pretty wrapped up in uh, Charles in Charge. At that oh, point. well, I mean, that yeah. would distract anybody. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So Police Squad and its uh, influencer Sledgehammer, which wasn't as good as you thought. No, no but, but I mean, uh, it's still, it's it's worth checking out just yeah. for the, it's it's one of those shows that you're glad it was made. You know? Sure. You're glad sure. somebody pursued this you know, goofy and, idea. And I think you could say the same about Police Squad. I mean, we watched a few episodes together. Yeah. A few weeks ago, and I mean, one of them was absolutely perfect. One of them one was, was one perfect. of the funniest things. I I went home and showed it to the kids. Yeah, one, but they're not like. Admittedly, I got home at two o'clock in the morning, so I was so like waking them up. Daddy's got something to show. <laughs> they didn't appreciate yeah. it. They weren't enjoying it on the same level. So I mean, is are is everyone going to find this hilarious? All these episodes, yes, probably not. I don't think so, but. I think everyone's going to like appreciate. Yeah, I you, thought it was actually funnier. Sort of pound for pound, prorated, however you do it per yeah. capita. I thought it was funnier than Airplane. So I, I watched Airplane yeah. fairly recently because I showed it to my older one because I was like, "Oh my god, you've got to see this Hello movie!" Because I remembered, I remembered all the great gags. You know, "Don't yeah, call yeah. me Shirley," "Hospital," yeah, yeah. "What is it?" All these yeah, things. Yeah. And I was like, "Oh my god, if I remember those jokes, and those jokes are absolutely great, like yeah. great, great Kids jokes." Are gonna you love know, them, pick yeah. the wrong wrong week to to quit amphetamine. <laughs> yeah. So I just assumed there was this whole ocean of other jokes that were. No. were just as good that I just didn't remember. And it's like, nope, those were actually the, the high points those of the, the movie. It was so, I mean, it was a lot of references to 1970s movies that just, you know, meant nothing to... Yeah, well, even the whole airplane was a reference yeah, was, to yeah. Airplane 67. Yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is like a completely different yeah. show, yeah. I mean, he still thought it was funny, but... Uh, oh, yeah, but not There was a lot as... of stuff that... Uh, so, yeah. yeah, I think Police Squad, uh, yeah, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. I think anyone tunes into it and finds it on YouTube... Yeah, you may like think we're overselling it, but I think you need to situate it at the time yeah. and space of what it was. It's pretty visionary. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty funny. Uh, we so, got another one. Well, let's do let's do the obvious one, the elephant in the room for eighty sitcoms. Yeah, so I think there's a few of them now that I think oh, really? about there's it. More well, there was in this room? two that came back to it back. Smells funny. One is way more popular. Let's just do the one that's the most popular. No, no, I, I'm curious what you're. you're, you're so they were a back to back lineup on. Thursday nights, I think, and it was... Is this Golden Girls and no. 227? <laughs> yeah, so good. Room 227. That's like from the 60s. 70s. No, no, 227. It was actually in the wake of um, uh, Cosby Show. There was a really? whole spate of, of black sitcoms. Yeah, well, there was like... I believe uh, it had Jack A in it. There was one... Ain't no place like you better be what no that's my best work <laughs> there's a uh there was a spin-off Very from cosby show oh uh, uh different world different world yeah yeah, yeah which eh, you know was what it was um no the shows i'm thinking of are cheers which i think yes is the, is the, the one yes for me the and night court oh my god i forgot about yeah. night court so they were kind of a one-two punch on were they were they one yeah, the as i remember they were maybe they weren't but i remember them as such and I didn't watch a lot of Night Court. Yeah, so in I a weird the... way, I didn't get it. So I liked Night Court a lot, but it definitely jumped the shark at some juncture. Did it? Okay, yeah. I think that's maybe it. Yeah, and it jumped the shark big, and it just kind of continued rolling along despite that. Whereas Cheers definitely morphed kind of well at age Cheers, well, and then Cheers just took... sort of wrapped up. Yeah, you I mean... Know? <coughs> And like its wrap up was a big episode. I mean, we're talking about cast transitions with Mash. I mean, yeah. Cheers did the ultimate cast transition, where they with had Shelley Long. In, yeah, with Shelley Long, yeah. where they had built the entire sort of premise of the show around her relationship with with Sam. Uh, with Sam. And then they introduced uh, Christy Alley. Alley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I forget what her character's name was in the show. Oh my God. Uh, Rebecca. Yeah, Rebecca. So yeah, 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 Rebecca. Rebecca yeah. yeah. And still managed to... Yeah, but it was done very well. Yeah. Like, if you... You know, and you bring in these characters, they're... And uh, Cheers brought in a, a characters throughout the seasons because well, it, it brought in Frasier. Well, exactly, because Frasier yeah. comes in as a as a very much a side character. Yeah, where, but it becomes like a key character. Well, actually, strangely, because he's brought in as, as Shelley Long's uh, fiancé. Yeah. Then she departs the show, and he he sort of like steps Sticks into the around. void actually. Yeah. At the, the it's a field as like academic. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and and coach losing coach. Yeah, coach and died. Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Comes in. So shows. You're right. Like I think a lot like Mash. It's a show that survived character change very well, which is kind of a sign of good and writing. Norman Cliff uh, start out in the first sort of 
one season certainly Cliff. Norm Norm is a more important character than Cliff in the in the early going. Yeah. But I mean they both of them are very much peripheral and it's only later in the in that the they become in the run that characters. they become key characters. Yeah. So I think um I like uh, so I think Cheers is a is a great show and I think it's still a great show. It's it's on It holds up. I watch it. It holds up very well. Yeah. yeah. And I got to say like she she you know she's held out as a as a warning to others, you know, Shelley Long's uh uh, poor career choices. Right. She was exceptional on that show. She's a show. very, very good very actress. Very, yeah. very talented actress. Yeah. Um, but Cheers is a good one because I'm going to kind of step back about your your theory about 70s. Oh, yeah. It completely blows my, my theory apart. It does it, blow yeah. it because it's a bit gritty. Yeah. Um, even the way it's filmed. It's yeah. filmed in a very grainy way. Well, the early episodes are filmed very strangely. I mean, it's always like little one-act plays or, yeah. you know, maybe two-act plays. I don't know how long an act is. But, you know, it's yeah. all it's all mini plays. But, like, you watch the, the first couple of seasons, you'd swear it's actually filmed on film. Like, it, it yeah. almost looks like those, those yeah. old 70s sort of, like, I don't know, cinema verite, where, where yeah. people will, like, walk in front of the camera, yeah. you know, for no particular yeah. reason. Like, it doesn't accomplish anything. It's just, you know, let's make it look like this look, is it's a real. Bar, yeah. Which you would never do, like, in Friends, that would never happen. Never you know, happen. Everything is that three-camera format yeah. and very yeah, staged. very locked in. Yeah. No, it, it was filmed in a very unique way, and it, you know, and it was also a bit, I mean, even the character, so the main character, yeah, okay, he's, you know, a former baseball player, professionally, but a failed one. Yeah. A failed yeah, exactly. who's an alcoholic, yeah, you know, and who has relapses of alcoholism during the show, you know. And in fact, everybody in that show is a loser. Is a bit it's of a literally loser. set in the basement, like you've got yeah. to go down. You've got to go downstairs to, to the bar. Yeah, it's not bright and sunny. Yeah. It's down in the basement. It's dingy, and yeah, all these characters are kind of pathetic in their own way. Uh, even Shelley Long's character is who's brilliant. Oh, entirely she's a that. failed oh, academic. No. You're not even sure if she's brilliant. She, That's she may true. just be entirely she she's brilliant. Yeah, yeah but she, yeah. she may not be. So yeah, it's a good. It's one that definitely kind of bucks the trends of yeah. the '80s because uh, no one's like rich and wealthy and successful and go go. So I'm either going to say it's the exception that proves the rule, or my theory is just bogus. I think I think there's some truth to my theory, but it just yeah. I think I think there's a lot nothing of truth to because I mean you theory. could also point to like a WKRP. As a as a holdover, yeah, that's pretty early eighties. That is early eighties. That's early eighties. You're still holding on to like the grit of the seventies. In fact, just just the notion of God, yeah, because they had. I remember they did the episode. Is it? It must have been in Cincinnati. The 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 stampede at the Who concert. concert. Yeah, and they actually did. That's seventy nine or seventy nine. Yeah, so I think it's uh, it's not a good one for that because I think it still proves the seventies. You know, uh, uh, grittiness of, of situation comedies. Cheers, definitely. I think I think it is the exception that proves the rule because yeah. it's also why it was so popular and so yeah. enduring. So Night Court uh, that ran not opposite to it. I swear it ran after it, but I could be just I could be wrong. I, I'm pretty sure it was an NBC show. Yeah, I think they were both NBC. Yeah, shows, oh, uh, Cheers is definitely NBC. I don't know. Yeah, so it was Night Court. Yeah, so okay, both then, NBC yeah. shows. Night Court um, again, I think kind of successful because you know it was a bit gritty too. Because, I mean, it's this evening well, court of, in Man- yeah. Manhattan. So everyone, all the characters, or not all the characters, but all the sort of transient characters that are coming into court for their, like, first appearance court or whatever it is in the United States is, like, they're, like, pimps and prostitutes yeah. and this and that. Like, it's pretty rough. It's a really interesting premise. For, it is an interesting uh, premise for a comedy. Yeah. For a situation comedy. Um, I think it's it, it survives because of a couple of key actors. John Larroquette, number one. Yeah. Uh, his character, Dan Fielding, outstanding. And they morphed that character like no character in TV has been morphed before. He was like this straight-laced, pretentious public prosecutor. Oh, was he? I always thought he was the sex-crazed... Uh... They morphed him to that. Oh, that's interesting. I don't know what season that happened, yeah. but they did a they did a 90-degree turn with him, and they created a completely different character. Still like a competent, you know, wealthy, successful prosecutor, yeah. but this like sex sex crazed yeah you know uh degenerate is yeah. rolled into it so 
Why they went that direction, I don't know, but it worked pretty well. Did you ever see the John Larroquette show? Yeah. Speaking of gritty... Uh, that was a really good show. The manager of a St. Louis bus station. Yeah. That, that was a really good that show. That was a really good show. Again, yeah, a really good show. Oh, everything was run through uh, yeah. a foggy memory. John Larroquette's a pretty talented actor, yeah. I think, yeah. I think but, I mean, like, the holdover of, like, that's, like, such a that's 70s That's really old. Like, yeah, that's, yeah. like, Taxi, almost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, which might be an 80s. Is that an 80s sitcom? No, I think I consider it a 70s because it had um, Andy Kaufman. And yeah, when did Andy Kaufman die? The, I don't know. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I swear it might have been in the 80s. It, weirdly, I think I think it probably ran into the ran 80s. Because, I mean, Tony Danza got his start on that show, he I did. believe. Yeah. And then moved on to yeah, Oh, there you go. There you go. Like, your, uh, it's more boss, like, let's yeah. bring the working class into the rich setting. It's there like, you go. So, so we can have the... Reinforces yeah, your theory. We can have the, the groovy accents, but, yeah, uh, yeah. you know, you never actually have to face financial... Because it's difficult to... If you, if, you, if you have characters that face financial constraints, you have to write around that, you know? You actually yeah. have to write stories about that. Yeah. But if everybody's got every material want they could then you have can just satisfied, then it's it just, in. yeah. Yeah, you yeah. can just, it can just be yeah. goofy. Let's just focus on the, yeah, let's just focus on the misunderstanding. And, yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. That's very true. Um, okay, yeah, that's a good one-two punch. Uh, both great shows. Although Nightcore definitely kind of ran longer than it needed yeah, to I don't, I don't Got think, a bit weird yeah. at the end, I think. Whereas Cheers transitioned very nicely and just sort of ended. Yeah, 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 really great actually. Speaking um, of just ending, um, do you have any? Do you have any others? No, I don't. I had my one curveball that uh, it's not a sitcom. Well, now I, I want to know what the curveball is. Well, do you have any more? Are you no, not? no, because I mean, all the other ones I have now that I think about it are nineties. Nineties. I had I had something to say about news radio. Nineties sitcom. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's very much a nineties sitcom. sitcom. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good show. Yeah. No, you know what I was going to mention? Only because so I was watching uh, TV the other night and. Uh, Peter uh, Dinklage was on. Yeah, okay. And um, I thought you were going to say Peter used to know. Now Peter used to know. Yeah. Oh, he was great in that yeah. court. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, no, Peter Dinklage was in, and he's on a new HBO movie called uh, I think it's called My Dinner with Hervé. And it's oh, is this the one about Hervé Villages? Okay. Which got me thinking about Fantasy Island. Oh my God, man, we could do. We should do. We could just do a whole episode on Fantasy Island. Well, not just Fantasy. Fantasy Island, Love Boat. There were. Few like these these early eighties. I think but they, they were, were all, very mystical. They were all spelling. Uh, Tori Spelling's dad uh, was Aaron Spelling. Aaron Spelling. Yeah, Aaron Spelling shows sort of like nineteen seventy eight so, to nineteen eighty two kind of but hour long. Fantasy Island is more fantastic than all of them. What was the premise? I watched Fantasy Island. Yeah, so did I. I, I have no idea what the. the so he, this is what I went back and I read the Wikipedia page. Oh, thank Fantasy God! Island. Thank God, somebody does. Yeah, yes. well, somebody's willing to put in the hard to. work and <laughs> <laughs> the research that Brad Ned's top yeah. five demands. Yes, Wikipedia and um, and I and I was I think about it like yeah, this was a weird show, man. So you have this island, and I'm using air quotes now. I'm sure yeah. it was an island. It, it was, was probably a peninsula. Not a peninsula. <laughs> <laughs> it was a peninsula, and they just drug a, yeah. dug a Bust. channel. Oh, oh, we're an island now. Now you're still a peninsula. It's just a name. It's yeah. actually a yeah. peninsula. Yeah. Uh, no, it was like this. It's like a six-foot island, I guess. Parade. This yeah. like tropical paradise island. Uh, host, And there was Mr. Rourke. Was the owner of the island. Right, and, and that's his, real Corinthian leather. Uh, yeah, that's uh, Ricardo Montalban. Yeah. And his uh, lieutenant, Hervé uh, Villachez, Villachez yeah. which was Tattoo. Yeah. And uh, they both wore these matching white suits. Well, speaking of pro- oh, we never followed up on our problematic theme. Anyway, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that would be one. Well, actually, it isn't, it isn't. I think they played him a bit as a, as a, as a dwarf, but not a ton. Yeah. I don't think they overdid it, actually. Yeah. Um, I was gonna say more like like he's yeah as as the native, uh, Hervé. Yeah, as, uh, as a, I don't know, I don't, I don't know. I, I just, don't think like, he was because I have no idea where Fantasy Island is. Yeah, that's true. Okay. So Hervé yeah. Villachez is actually French. Is he? He's he's a Frenchman. Yeah, yeah, he's from he's from I think from Paris actually. Yeah. That's where he's born. And um, patron, patron, l'avion, l'avion, l'avion. The boss, <laughs> boss, the plane. The uh, the. The, this Mr. Rourke character and this whole island had this, had this it was kind of a weird show that created these mystical uh, fantasy situations where you would pay money and come to the island and you would live out your fantasy whatever your fantasy was 
and Mr. Rourke would always introduce the characters for that episode as they came off the plane. Yes. To tattoo. Yes. And to and he'd stand there and goes, Oh, that's Mr. Ned Fox. He wants to play a very dangerous game. <laughs> so, like yeah, there's yeah. always like a premise yeah. of like and there would be like three fantasies that would be playing yeah. out throughout the hour long episode. And one would be probably funny and goofy with wacky yeah. results. And one would be more of a love story, but one would be very dangerous and, and whatever. And Possibly there, the most dangerous. And it was game. all yeah, the most yeah. dangerous game. Yeah. And there was always this this sort of backdrop that this person will die. But often Mr. Work would come in to like save the day. So this Mr. Work character runs this crazy island that has this crazy ability to create fantasies out of nothing. And uh, so he does that, which is awesome. And number two, he's like a special forces operator. Yeah. Because they can just slide in and out of situations and like use well, his if you're wearing incredible, a suit like that, you, you have you, to have you some You better have some skills. special forces yeah. training. Yeah. yeah. And he can just like show up in the... I remember one episode as a kid, like he showed up in... Like there was a... Uh, uh, like a... You know, great white hunter character yeah. who showed up and to hunt the dangerous game. Big Man. Sheep? Oh, big uh, Man. Man. That's right. Yes, I thought it was, it was Man. Yeah. And he was going to hunt Mr. Rourke. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. But no. so the whole episode, oh, not the whole episode, but the snippets that they're showing is like him trying to hunt Rourke, but Rourke is always like three steps ahead of him because Mr. Rourke is just amazing. Yeah. Not only does he dress well, he can show up in the jungle and do crazy stuff. It was a great show, man. Ah, not a sitcom at all. Well, it had comedic yeah, elements. No, no, no. Definitely not a sitcom. It's a, it I, had comedic... I think to be a sitcom, first of all, you just have to be half an hour long. Yeah, this was an hour. Yeah. So that's yeah. too long. Okay. Um, next, next, Brad and Ned. Brad and Ned's top five shows from the 80s about helicopters. Oh, where do you end? Where yeah. do you start? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hell yeah. Airwolf, Airhawk. <laughs> Air this, air that. Well, like every show is like, what was it, Riptide? They had helicopters. Oh, yeah. Riptide, Bagnum had a helicopter. No, but the helicopter has to be the central premise. Central premise. I think there's only the two, though, Airwolf and I know. Okay, what about, what about... Which is enough. Yeah. Yeah. Top five shows of the 80s about exceptional vehicles. A... So you've got... Knight Rider, Knight Rider, Airwolf, Airhawk. You added one more. What's what does the, nothing? What's first. the boat that uh, there's always a fjord? <laughs> Night boat. <laughs> you know what? A good next top five, Brad yeah. and Ned. Uh, top five Simpsons episodes. Let's just do it. Yeah, we can. Let's just, just do, do it. it. It's like uh, no, like is, from the eighties would be we're like Sam 80s, and Diane. Eighties nighttime uh, soap operas about exceptional wealth. So Dynasty, okay, Dynasty Dallas, Falcon, Falcon Crest, Crest. Yeah. Hotel. Do you remember the oh show Hotel? Oh, my God. Yes. Do I ever. Uh, By which I mean a little bit. So we have three. Yeah. There was more, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think one was called Houston, which was like Dallas, but cheaper. <laughs> Calgary. Calgary. <laughs> CTV's <Yeah>. knockoff. <laughs> oh, uh, Knott's Landing. Oh, of course, Knott's Landing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think you could definitely get, yeah. You I think, could get five. Well, what about, what about? Falcon Crest. <laughs> It's all about running a winery. Is that what it was about? Yeah, they were a winery. Yeah. Yeah. I'll see you don't get apricot one. (laughs) (laughs) All right, on this note, I'm wrapping it up. I'm unilaterally uh, putting a bit in this.